Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the Rise Up Lift Free Podcast. My friends, you were on the microphone today with me, Ryan Lee. It has been it has been a bit. So, hey, I hope wherever you're at, no matter how you're listening to this podcast today, that you are, you're having a great day, that your 2023, we're now in May, that, um, that it's off to a great start. Uh, my friends, there is more chaos in the world today than I've ever seen. But on the flip side of that, there's more abundance. There's more opportunity in the world than I've ultimately ever seen. And today I want to give you a insight into a little bit longer term of a strategy and a short term strategy that we help people use all the time. And the title of this podcast today is How to Bank, How to Bank Like Buffett. Now, what the heck does that even mean? So for any of you that have been following us for a length or a period of time, you know that our objective when it comes to financial strategy is to number one, start with strategy, to begin with the end in mind, to look at what we're trying to achieve and then reverse engineer the best way to ultimately achieve it. And our goal is ultimately a 10x goal. It's not a average plus one goal. It's not, hey, let's improve your retirement, which is an average plus one goal. Our goal is to really throw away everything that has to do with conventional financial wisdom and advice and to do the exact opposite. And by default, when you do that, um, very, very little is left to actually work with. You know, when we're dealing with the average world of financial advice, then it's there, there's a plethora, a menu of options, because since everything is average, it's just about improving, slightly improving the average things that most people are doing. And I, I think that actually becomes kind of confusing because when you can do anything and, you know, anything might get you a slightly better uh, option, most people's default is to do nothing. And if they do do something, the progress is so small and so uh, you know hard to perceive that they usually fall fall to the point where they don't feel like their financial plan is working but when we can throw all of that out and say look the only way for you to become financially free in 10 years or less is to discard almost everything as it relates to traditional finance and to pick up the few things that are left that can actually get you the result that you want now um we're very, we're very bold and we're very um, unapologetic when we say that your best financial tool is your ability to produce. Your number one strategy is to allocate savings towards a high cash value life insurance policy, an overfunded life insurance policy, and then to leverage that policy and other resources to buy turnkey cash flowing assets. I mean, that's really the foundation of our, of our goal and our objective here at Cashflow Tactics. But today what I want to do is I want to give you a scenario of how your life insurance policy actually works. And I'm going to I'm going to use Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha as our case study. Okay? So, how to bank like Buffett? It's really the secret to building wealth and ultimately tax-free income. Now, 
There's several books written about Warren Buffett, about his investing acumen, his success. You can look all of those up. I've read you know, quite a few of them. I really think Warren Buffett is a fascinating individual just from the way he lives his life, the decisions that he makes, and his ability to think long-term. Now, I read a book a couple years ago, and I don't know how they got these numbers. I mean, you can look these up. They're online. But, you know, it, it, it's, it articulated that Warren Buffett's net worth was about $82 billion. Now, just because I didn't even know how much a billion dollars was, I can't, I can't even imagine holding that. that. I need to expand my mindset. But $81.5 billion is 81000 So it's 81 500, let's see, how many zeros? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine zeros, 81 billion with nine zeros behind it. That's a lot of money. That's, I mean, you could stack that money up. I'm sure you could get to Jupiter and back, okay? Um, but Warren Buffett is one of the interesting individuals over his career who has harnessed, he's one of the rare individuals who has actually harnessed the power of virtually uninterrupted compounding. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about that and how you can do this immediately just like Warren. Then I'm going to talk to you about how he currently today has the opportunity to leverage his asset base to literally produce tax-free income. Now, what the heck does all of this mean? Well, if we really look at Warren Buffett's secret to his success, if we did a little thought experiment, you know, Buffett started investing as a 10-year-old. Now, I've got, you know, an 11-year-old, and uh, he's got a pretty strong mind, but I don't know... I don't know very many 10-year-olds who actually start the game of investing, but he started at 10 years old, and by the time he was 30, he had built a net worth of back then about a million dollars by the time he was 30. Now, if we adjust that for inflation, that's equivalent to today having about $9.3 million of a net worth by the age of 30. Now, that's pretty phenomenal, okay? But let, let's take this into consideration. Let's say Warren Buffett was a, no, a more normal young man, right? So a more normal kid. And let's say he spent most of his teens and his 20s kind of just being a kid, right? And exploring his youth, not really finding his passion, not really investing or anything like that. And let's say by the time he was 30, rather than having the $9.3 million adjusted for inflation net worth, let's say he had, let's say he had $25,000 to his name. Then at that point, let's say at age 30, he found his calling in life to become one of the most renowned investors of all time. Um, and let's say from age 30 to age 60, he got his traditional 22% rate of return. Now, obviously that's up and down, but 22% average rate of return. And at the age of 60, he decides to retire. Okay, so what would happen in this scenario? Here's the reality. If we took $25,000 and we compounded it by 22% from age 30 to age 60 over 30 years, Warren Buffett's net worth would be $11.9 million. Now, no doubt that's a good, good sum of money and he could easily retire in his 60s and live the easy life. But here's the reality. It's a stark difference from the $84.5 billion that he has as an 89-year-old you know, investor. So look, why we can point to Warren Buffett and say his skill is investing, no doubt a 22% rate of return is gonna do wonders for you. The secret to Warren Buffett's real wealth is time. Right, that's really his secret. Compound interest is the secret to what has what Warren Buffett has done. And because he's been investing from age 10 to age 90, the better part of a century, Warren Buffett's real secret is time. Now, here is here is how Warren Buffett has been able to leverage his wealth to uh, to not break compounding interest. So 
as Warren Buffett was building up his success as an investor, he was quite oftentimes able to leverage the value of Berkshire Hathaway, especially when Berkshire Hathaway started getting some traction and some value behind it. He was able to leverage the value without having to pull stocks or without having to not invest or continue investing. He was able to use leverage with banks to acquire working capital to grow, scale, and, and really ultimately build his business. Now, what's the benefit of doing that? Well, if Warren Buffett can earn a 20% percent plus rate of return and he can he can borrow money at a 2 3 4 even 5% interest rate from a bank you would use that type of leverage all day long and i'm going to really give you three keys to what i think Warren Buffett's wealth are and how you and me can apply these today okay number 1 uh, his key is continuous compounding. It's a staggering sum of money that Warren Buffett has accumulated, you know, billions, $82 billion. Number two, it's controlled access to capital. And number three, it's util utilizing collateralized debt as money, okay? Because let me give you the flip side of this. Over his last 30, 40, 50 years, Warren Buffett's been able to leverage Berkshire Hathaway, the assets of Berkshire Hathaway to, to acquire, um, to acquire, very favorable lending terms to be able to get debt to build and scale his company. Now he's built and scaled it to a massive, massive amount. But today I want to give you a different look of what's possible for Warren Buffett. Okay. Warren Buffett could go back to, he it's, it's documented that he has two to three banks that he's done millions, if not billions of dollars worth of business with over the course of, uh, of his career. So now I want to give you a scenario. Okay. Warren Buffett takes a very modest salary. I still believe from Berkshire Hathaway, I think it's about a hundred thousand, maybe 150, 200, something like that. Now, Warren Buffett, I don't think he's really motivated. I've never met the dude, but from everything I've read about Warren Buffett, I don't think he's really motiv motivated by flash. He still lives in the same house that he's lived in for over 40 years. I think he still drives like a 20-year-old Cadillac. He's not motivated by flash and by the symbols of wealth. But let's say Warren Buffett wanted to spend a million dollars today, okay? And let's say he wants to spend a million dollars every single year for the rest of his life. Now, here's the reality. Warren Buffett could easily take the money out of his portfolio. He could take the money out of his company for sure. But what's made Warren Buffett so astoundingly successful over the last almost century is the thing we just talked about. It's compound interest. It's having his money continually see compound and grow at a good rate of return over a prolonged period of time. And anytime we start breaking that compound interest curve, we go from what Warren Buffett could have had to what he ultimately has now. Remember, it's the idea of rather than letting compound interest do its its work, if he would have got his 22% rate of return on, you know, from 80 age 30 to age 60, you know, he would have accumulated about $12 million, 99% less than what he has today. So the only difference is really time. It's the uninterrupted compounding. Now, in the middle of that, key number two is he has controlled access to capital. He could leverage bank money to keep his money compounding continuously and leverage bank money to grow and secure uh, and scale his company. But today, if he wanted to take a million dollars out as income, what else could he possibly do? Now, I want to give you this. I want to give you this uh, this uh, idea. You know, I remember when I read the book, um, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad. One of the things that it said in there, Robert Kiyosaki said, "Debt is money." And I'll be honest with you, that uh, for me, when I read that, that was one of the hardest pills for me to swallow because for me up to that point, the only experience that I had with debt is it was a liability, right? I had used debt up to that point to buy liabilities. And when you buy a liability, you trade your future time, you trade your future uh, production and your future dollars to pay back that liability. I'll, I'll never forget 
When I was a 16-year-old young man, I had a Honda CRX, and man, I wanted to get four 15-inch speakers. Now, if you've ever seen a Honda CRX, um, you might wonder how you fit four 15-inch subwoofers in a Honda CRX, but I did it. I did it, okay? And I remember there was this little pawn shop uh, next to where I worked as a 16-year-old, and they would sell... I don't know. We called it Rip Off Ralphs, okay? But he would sell all kinds of speakers and he definitely catered to to, you know, my generation cuz we could buy at really high interest rate terms, but we could get the thing today. And I remember I bought those 4 15-inch speakers and they cost me $1600. But guess what? It was a small monthly payment and I remember, you know, getting those speakers in my car and like, you know, bumping the music and I was so excited until I had to go to work the next day. What I really realized is when I bought those speakers, I had just traded almost a year and a half of my production of my working to listen to that music, to get those 15-inch speakers. And while I was excited about the speakers at the time, my, my excitement actually you know diminished after that. And I realized debt is debt, right? It's trading my future time working at a job that I didn't necessarily like to pay for something that I'd already put in my car that I'd already consumed. And for most people, that's their version of debt. And there are businesses like Dave Ramsey, which does a tremendous job of helping uh, helping people in poverty get out of poverty by eliminating debt. I think debt impoverishes most people. But the only difference between the rich, okay, the rich and the average person is they understand the concept of debt and they use debt more strategically and more often than the average person. I really believe that's the only difference. So imagine this, imagine this. Let's say Warren Buffett took his, you know, $80 billion Berkshire Hathaway asset base to a bank. And let's just say a bank would give him um, a collateralized loan that he didn't have to pay back. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Think about this if you own a home okay if you own a home and let's say there's a million dollars of equity in your home you could go to a bank and the bank pretty easily would give you a line of credit on that home and yeah, you're going to have to make payments on it, but the reason they're going to give you that line of credit on the home is they know that they're going to be good either way. You're either going to pay it off or they're going to take your home from you. The same would go for Warren Buffett. Now, he has an $80 billion fund, so he could use that as collateral, and they wouldn't have to request any payments back because when Warren passes, ultimately what they know is they're going to be made whole. And, and in fact, they could just issue a million dollar uh, every single year loan to him, charge him you know, one, two, three, four, five percent interest, whatever they want to charge on that, and just collect everything at some future point down the road. But zero need to pay it back. Now, why would Warren Buffett, why would Warren Buffett want to use debt as income? Ask yourself that question. Why would Warren Buffett want to use debt as income? Well, here's the reality. If you've ever taken out debts, right? Let's say you've got a mortgage, you've put money on a credit card or anything like that. Technically, that's income. Let's say I go out today and I have a $30,000 line of credit on a American Express card. And let's say I just go blow it. I spend $30,000. I go buy myself, you know, four 15-inch speakers and I put them in my F-150. I don't know. All the things I could buy with $30,000. Let's say I go and do that. Technically, what has just happened is my income went up this year. I got $30,000 more to spend than I actually earned, correct? Yes. Now, when I file my taxes at the end of the year, do I have to claim that I made my income plus the $30,000? No, I don't, right? Debt is not income. Debt is a ultimately that that's not, there's no production, there's no value, there's no goods and services being created. And so debt is not reported as income. So going back to Warren Buffett, if he went and leveraged the value of his, uh, of his asset base, he could have a million dollars to spend today on whatever he wants 
and have zero taxes on it. Now, my friends, you might be asking yourself, okay, that is great. Warren Buffett can have tax-free income, and it is largely documented that he has a lower tax rate than most middle-class Americans, and it's because he understands concepts like this. He understands that debt is money. I mean, look at, like, I don't know if you guys have a $20 bill or a $50 bill or even a $1 bill, but if you actually have the cash, pull it out and look at what it says at the very top of that, that bill. It says it's a note. Our government believes in debt. They use debt as money. The wealthy understand that debt is money and they use debt to acquire assets like Warren Buffett used debt to build his business. And then they use debt as tax-free income because they understand the game of money has changed. My friends, how can you do something very similar with your money as Warren Buffett did? Do you have to have $84 billion? No, the reality of it is you do not. Um, the reason I titled this podcast, How to Bank Like Buffett, is we actually help you set up the exact same infrastructure, the exact same system that gives you, the you know everyday person, the opportunity to function as your own bank, to actually operate just as Warren Buffett operated with a, with a fraction of the capital. Would we set up these investment grade overfunded whole life insurance policies? Here's why we do it. Now, most people, I'm, let, let me take just a moment. If you're a longtime listener, you might already have a policy and you might already understand what it is. But for those of you that are do not have one of these policies, let me explain to you what it is, okay? Think about it this way. Um, if you went to a life insurance agent to buy term insurance, what would be your objective? Your objective would be to buy a life insurance policy with maximum death benefits for minimum cost. Now, this is how most people buy insurance, term insurance. I want to get the best death benefit that I need or want, and I want the minimum cost for it. And when that happens, you go to an insurance company, you get rated, all of that kind of stuff, and then you pay the least amount of premium. And the insurance company is technically making a bet that they're not going to have to pay out the death benefit during that term, right? and you're making a bet that you're going they're going to pay the death benefit during the term and of course you don't want that to happen but you want the least amount of cost for the maximum benefit because you can only win if you pass away now obviously you win if you don't pass away but you want to make sure that if you do pass away um, there there is the least amount of cost for it because it's just renting insurance so let's say you go to the insurance company and rather than renting insurance, you want to ensure that you have a death benefit no matter when you pass away, whether it's today, whether it's five years from now, whether it's 50 years from now. Well, in that case, you'd buy a whole life insurance policy, whether that's a universal life, whole life, anything like that. You'd buy a policy that lasts your entire life. But still under that objective, you'd go to the insurance company and say, I'm buying a death benefit. So I want the desired death benefit, but I still want it for the minimum cost because you're still buying insurance for the life insurance perspective. Now, that's okay. You should have insurance. Most people buy insurance that way. But when we buy insurance policies to become a bank like Buffett's, what we're doing is we're buying insurance for the exact opposite reason. In fact, we go to the insurance company and here's what we do. We say, look, I want to get the least. I want the absolute minimum amount of death benefit and I want to pay the maximum premium for it. Now, if you're brand new to insurance, that sounds insane. Why would you go to an insurance company and say, I want to pay the highest premium for the least amount of death benefit? Well, the reason for that, it's called an overfunded. All of that extra premium is called overfunded life insurance and all of that over funding goes directly into a life insurance policy as cash value. Now, 
If you don't know anything about cash value, let me tell you what this is. Cash value um, allows you to enter into a private contract with a private insurance company. It'll, that cash value, just like in a bank, your money is 100% liquid, but different than a bank, you're going to have a guaranteed return backed by an insurance company through a contract that has done this for hundreds of years. In addition to that, the type of companies we use are privately held mutual companies, meaning you cannot buy stock in these companies. And ultimately what that means is all of their profit above the guaranteed return is distributed back to you and the other policyholders as a dividend. So you've got a private contract, you've got a guaranteed return on your cash value, and you've got an annual dividend. Now, here's one of the big, big reasons. We also use life insurance because it's one of the only last safe havens from taxes. All of that guaranteed return, all of that dividend is building up, accumulating inside of your policy in this cash value, 100% tax-free. But here is how you get to bank like Buffett. That cash value opens up an immediate line of credit. So just like Warren Buffett can go leverage the value of Berkshire Hathaway to get favorable credit terms, to get you know tax-free income, you, my friends, have the exact same opportunity with one of these policies. So whatever cash value you have in the policy, let's say you put in $100,000 up front and then you're putting in maybe 30, 40, 50,000 a year. And let's say you've had this policy for a good three, four, five years. You might have a quarter million, 300, $400,000 of cash value in this policy that's private. It's a getting a guaranteed return. It's getting a dividend. It's growing tax-free. You've got a tr you know 100 plus year track record standing behind your success. And you have a line of credit. Whatever cash value is, whatever cash value you have on that policy can now do the exact same thing that Warren Buffett can do. Okay, you can leverage as a loan that line of credit to go out and, you know, build your business, to go out and buy real estate, to go out and fund college tuition for your kids. Whatever you want to do, it's an open line of credit. Now, why is this beneficial? Just like Warren Buffett, you now get to harness uninterrupted compounding interest. You, when you use that line of credit, the, in, the, the line of credit is actually coming from the insurance company. They're not taking the money out of your cash value. Your cash value represents the total line of credit that you have access to. So what that means is your money continues to compound and grow. Remember, you're getting a guaranteed return and an annual dividend on that cash value. So it's growing and compounding, but you have access to your capital today to do whatever you want to do in the short term. This is exactly what Warren Buffett did to grow his asset base. He invested, he built his investing acumen, he started getting you know 20% plus return, and he didn't want to break that compound interest curve to grow and scale his business. So he kept his business growing, but he accessed favorable lines of credit, favorable debt from banks who allowed him to borrow money at a low interest rate so he could continue to earn a higher interest rate. And that arbitrage created billions of dollars of wealth over time. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, let's fast forward this exact same example like Warren Buffett. Let's say you've been putting money in a policy for 10, 15, 20 years. And now rather than having a couple hundred thousand dollar line of credit, let's say you've got, you know, three, four, five, let, let's say you've got, you know, $2 million, $2 million in the policy. Okay. Now, here's the thing. What can you do with that line of credit? What can you do with that cash value? Just like Warren Buffett, you can turn around and you can take income out of your policy 100% tax-free because to the taxes, to the tax code, it's considered debt. When you take income, what you're doing is, number one, you're taking your premium back, okay? So whatever premiums you put in, that's the first source of income you get back out of a policy. The second source of income, rather than taking your growth of the policy out, you would take it out as debt. 
And why would the, the insurance company allow you to take out debt that you don't intend to pay back? Well, just like Warren Buffett, just like the bank, they know that they're going to be made whole. You have a death benefit on the contract. The death benefit will always be more than the cash value until the contract matures. And ultimately what that means is you get to take income but not even have to report it on your tax return. There is literally not a place that you have to report it. So just like having income from a credit card, you know, debt is money. You do not have to report it. And when you understand the concept of debt, you understand that our government has changed the, the rules of the game. Our government believes currency, money is debt. Um, the wealthy understand that money is debt and they use debt to build their wealth and they use debt to get tax-free income. The only difference between the average and the wealthy, the poor and the middle class and the wealthy is they understand the concept of debt. They know what money is and they understand how to use debt through leverage more strategically and they do it more often than the average individual. So my friends, that is the game. You can actually build a bank and operate like a bank, just like Warren Buffett. You don't need billions of dollars. You can start right where you're at. You know, I've been doing this now for 11 years with my own money, and I'll never forget when I first learned this strategy about how life insurance can work uh, and how the wealthy have been using it. Um, man, I was I was kind of honestly mad. I was, to be honest with you, I was kind of mad about it that no one had ever told me about it. At first, I, I had to go through kind of the, the disbelief. I did a lot of research on it. Um, this is ultimately how I met Brad Gibb. Brad Gibb helped me do the math on it. And all of this, once I understood how powerful this tool was, I realized that this was my ticket into the game. This was my ticket to start a foundation, my own bank that allowed me to leverage my capital in a more effective way to grow my assets and generate a future stream of income uh, tax effectively. So my friends, I'm 11 years into my first policy and it's been one of the most powerful financial tools and features that I've ever discovered. In fact, you know, now I've, I've been in the game of money helping other people with their money and I've looked high and low, far and wide. There is nothing else out there at all like a maximum funded, overfunded whole life insurance policy. I've never found anything like it. There are things that might slightly compare but this policy allows me to play the game of money like the wealthy. And in fact, it allows me to use the same system that the wealthy use and build my wealth like the wealthy build it. So let me give you back those three keys to Warren Buffett's success. And let me see how much of these keys you're applying to your own wealth, your own finances. So number one, the key to wealth is continuous compounding. Um, here's why most people don't get compound interest. They understand that it's the eight, eighth world of the wonder. They understand, you know, the hockey-like effect. You know, we've all seen those amazing graphs, but no one gets it. No one actually experiences com compound interest in their own personal finance for two reasons. Number one, Compound interest is a function of time. Just like Warren Buffett, his wealth has been building for almost a century. Now, he's making more money on compound interest than probably anything else, but he had to go through the, the process of time to get there. Now, what breaks compound interest for most people is number one, they spend their money, right? The second something comes up, they break wherever their money was earning. They take that money out and they spend it on whatever they need to spend it on, an emergency, kids' college tuition, a one-time vacation, whatever it is, okay? Number two, they put their money in places that are up and down, right? They earning a good rate of return and then they experience a 2022 where they have a negative return. And so they have good years, they have bad years. And in the long run, compound interest isn't as powerful because they're constantly trying to recover from their bad years. So they either lose their money or they spend their money. And thus, every time you break that curve, you have to start the curve all over again. And so most people, they're in the process of earning compound interest, because, but because it's a function of time, they never let enough time 
time lapse with continuous compounding to actually harness the benefit. So first thing you have to do is have your money in a place where you can harness the continuous compounding benefits of compound interest. Number two, the second thing you need is controlled access to capital. Warren Buffett has controlled access to capital. Now he had to build that credibility up with Berkshire Hathaway over, over time. But once that credibility and his track record was built up, he could leverage Berkshire Hathaway to get controlled access to capital. He could get favorable um, lending terms. And because of Warren Buffett, who he is today, I'm sure he can get access to capital without ever needing to pay it back. So how does a life insurance policy, an overfunded life insurance policy, give you controlled access to capital? Well, remember, it's what I said. It's a private contract. It gives you contractual guarantee that you can, you can access your capital at any time for any reason. And here's the crazy part about this, okay? When you own one of these policies, you become the borrower, you become the loan officer, and you become the bank. All three, all in one. Now, you're the borrower because you're borrowing cash value. You're the loan, loan officer because you have, uh, you have a contractual guarantee that you can access your cash value at any time for any reason. But here's the thing with the loan officer. If you go to a bank, the bank is going to control the loan. They're going to tell you how much your payment is, how often you have to make the payment, and the terms of if you don't repay the loan. But because you set up the bank, because you funded the policy, because you have a private contract, you function as the loan officer, meaning you get to control how and when or if you pay back that line of credit. Now, when you're building up your wealth, you should absolutely pay back that line of credit, but you don't have to pay it monthly. Let's say you make a monthly payment, and then you skip for six months, and then you make a $200 payment, a $500 payment, a $1,000 payment. You are the loan officer which means you get to control how the loan actually operates. And you're the bank, right? Because you set up the policy, you're the owner of the policy, you become the borrower, the loan officer, and the bank. Do you see how powerful that is? Okay, so you have controlled access to capital. And then number three, the key number three, is utilizing collateralized debt as money. My friends, this has been something that it's literally taken me years to understand, years, because I had to reprogram my mind. I, I always had, you know, kind of the Dave Ramsey guy on my shoulder preaching in my ear that debt is bad, debt is bad, debt is bad. And if I use debt like a consumer to buy stuff that I don't really need or want or care about, and I trade my future time and my future income and paying ability to, to pay it off, then yeah, that's probably bad debt. And that's probably something I should minimize or avoid completely. But if I use debt as the wealthy use debt, what do I do? The only difference is I use debt to acquire assets. I secure the debt in cost favorable ways. I ensure that the asset that I acquire has a favorable enough return to satisfy the debt for me and put money in my pocket. And then when I'm in a position where I want to take income from my assets, I use my, I use my asset base and I use debt as tax-free money. My friends, this changes the game. And I hope you can see with these three keys that anyone can become wealthy. They just have to understand, you have to raise your financial IQ. You have to use your brain in a different way from what we've been taught to use our brain as it relates to money. Money changed. The game of money has changed. The rules around money have changed. But I, I, I believe that most people are operating by an outdated set of rules. And so therefore, the results that they get are always lacking what they thought was possible or ultimately what they want. So my friends, number one, key number one, continuous compounding. Key number two, controlled access to capital. Key number three, utilizing collateralized debt as money. This is, this is the key to banking like Buffett. My friends, 
Um, this podcast is dropping first part of May. In the next couple of weeks, it might even be in the show notes of this episode, we are hosting a live five-day challenge. If you've ever wondered how you can build wealth, if you've ever wondered how you can achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less, if you, wanna, if you want to radically alter your results and your future, then I'm going to invite you to participate in this free five-day challenge. In this free five-day challenge, what me and my business partners, Brad and Jimmy, are going to be doing is we're going to be living literally over five days interacting with you uh, live to show you the new rules of money, to show you exactly what building a policy like this can do for you, to show you exactly what getting your money off Wall, Wall Street uh, opens up in possibility for you, and to show you how to start generating uh, tax-free cash flow in the next 90 days. So my friends, this is the culmination of our work. This is what we do for people. You'll have an opportunity to experience it live with us. We haven't done a live challenge like this in almost two years, so make sure you get ready registered. Make sure you come hang out with me and let's get your money off Wall Street. Let's get it working for you. Let's put you in a position where you are financially A, stable and B, free. I believe financial freedom is your obligation. You make the world a better place when you're not stressed about money. Because then when you're not stressed about money, you can think more productively. You can live with more abundance. And that has a ripple effect through, through communities, through families, and ultimately through the world. So my friends, come hang out with us. Let us show you a new way to think about and operate with money and I hope to see you live on our five-day challenge. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.